Welcome to Brave Church. Thanks for listening today. Regardless of what you believe, where you come from, or what questions you might have, you are welcome here. We're a multi-site church based in the Bay Area. You can get more information by going to brave.church. We hope this teaching helps you find and follow Jesus. Well, hey, Merry Christmas. How you guys doing? Good morning. Well, hey, uh, today uh, I'm excited to, uh, one, just welcome all of you who are a guest with us. Maybe it's your first time here. If we haven't met, my name is Samuel Laws. I have the honor of serving as our lead pastor, uh, but also we're live across the Bay right now. So I want to welcome everyone in San Francisco. Let's give them a hand. Let's welcome everyone in San Ramon and everyone in Dublin. You guys, woo, here we go. Hey, last Sunday, we did something uh, really fun called Snow in the Bay. Who was at Snow in the Bay last Sunday? Okay, thousands of people from the community came out, and it snowed in the Bay. We made it snow, and it was so much fun. Uh, But one of the things we did at this event is we let children write letters to Santa. And uh, if you're a child, if you're, if you're a kid and you're in here with us, uh, I just want you to know Santa sent me a few of the letters back uh, so I could share with your parents. And uh, so I thought I'd just share a few letters from Santa. You guys want to hear some letters to Santa? Yeah? Okay. So the first one, uh, it says, uh, I've been good all year. Please bring me Hot Wheels monster truck toy. Thank you. I love you, Santa. Ethan. So, and he put his address. So Santa will not miss him. Uh, And then another one said, Dear Santa, this year my mom's getting me a lizard, so I'm asking for a tank. He drew the dimensions. Um, You know, Santa better come through because we can't have a lizard running around the house, right? So, and then this last one, this one's kind of funny. Um, It's kind of long. I'm just going to warn you guys. There's a lot here. Um, Can I please have a few Ken dolls with outfits? An icy machine with syrup, a Nintendo Switch, roller skates, Barbie rolling shoes, Barbie rolling backpack with lunchbox included, Barbie PJs, German Shepherd stuffed animal, TV for my room, American Girl dolls with accessories, lifelike reborn baby dolls, 18-inch realistic newborn girl baby doll with clothes and accessories, a tent, a toy kitchen, 84-pack of doll clothes and accessories with doll closet, Apple Watch, Glitter Girls, Stuffed Dog and Carrier, Dog Accessories, Purses, Dance Mat, Toys for 3 to 12-year-olds love Noel. <laughs> and Santa is broke, right? So let's, let's pray for Santa this year. He's got a lot of work to do. Uh, but today, it is Christmas Eve, and we are finishing uh, a series we've been in this whole month called Peace on Earth. We've been talking about peace because, you know, everyone in this room can agree that we want peace. We want peace in our families. We want peace in our our cities. We want peace in our nation. We want peace on earth, but we cannot have peace if it doesn't start with the peace inside of each one of us. And so uh, a few years back, I was in a season where I was under uh, a lot of stress and we had a newborn. So I was sleep deprived and uh, dealing with a lot of things at work. And so I was feeling really stressed. And uh, I noticed something that hadn't happened before. There was like a twitch in my eye. And uh, I wasn't really sure what was going on. Then I started kind of feeling it in my hand. And so it was really 
that made me even more stressed because then I started feeling some health anxiety because uh, there's a lot of illness in my family from my, you know, my grandfather, uh, who's now in heaven. He, in his 20s, was diagnosed with rheumatoid arthritis and it, it crippled him from his mid-20s on. And then my, my mom was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis. And so these unexpected illnesses taking out people close to me. So, so I'm sensitive to this. And so I'm starting to get stressed. And then I did the one thing you should never do. Do you guys know what that is? Google your symptoms. You Google your symptoms and you're dying. And, the, and we're all dying anyways, right? But you start Googling symptoms and you're going to think you're dying tomorrow. It gets really bad. And so then I finally, I'm like, you know what? I can't do this. I need to just go to the doctor. So I went to the doctors. They ran some tests. And then I, I got to go, you know, meet for the results. And so I'm sitting there and I'd never met with this doctor before. And she said, you know, um, we ran, this, ran the tests and we found nothing. You're fine. We think you're just stressed. And I said, okay. And then she looked at me like totally serious. And she says, have you tried praying? <laughs> and then I just felt guilty, right? I'm like, I'm not, that wasn't my moment to be like, yeah, I'm a pastor here at this church called Brave. You should come. Just come check it out. You know? No. So then I'm like, I was honest though. I said, you know what? You're right. I need to pray more. Thank you. Uh, but, but, but some of you are here today to celebrate Christmas, but on the inside, you could not feel more disconnected from the peace that this holiday is meant to be about, the peace and the joy of Christmas. Some of you need more peace. So here's the truth. The more connected you are to Jesus, the more you'll be at peace. So what's stealing your peace? Is it health issues? Is it stress from work? Is it family conflict? Is it the stress of just all the things that go into pulling off the holiday? Today, we're going to look at Philippians 4, 7, a verse about peace because in Luke, when the angels announce the birth of Christ, they say, unto us a child has been born. And then they say, and he will be called. And one of the things they say that he'll be called is the Prince of Peace. So at Christmas, we recognize that the Prince of Peace has been born. There is a peace available to every single one of us that was not as accessible before Jesus. And so Philippians 4, 7 says this, and the peace of God which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So in your notes, you can follow along. Um, what does Christmas teach us about peace? And the first thing it teaches us is this. Number one, you can expect a new kind of peace from Jesus. You can expect a new kind of peace from Jesus. In Philippians, uh, the people that Paul is writing to, the church in Philippi, uh, they would be hopeless if they could only experience the kind of peace that they could create for themselves. One of their, their members has just almost died. Paul's life is being threatened. Uh, they're in an environment that's hostile towards Christians. They're not in control. And so what does Paul do? He reminds them of where their peace comes from. A God whose power is greater than Rome and anyone else that threatens their mission. The peace of God is different and it's beyond our understanding, but that doesn't mean that it's, it's too hard to understand or it's too complicated. That might be true sometimes, but really what this passage is saying is that with all the skill and with all the knowledge and all that we know about humanity and all the ways that society has evolved, peace is a code that humans cannot crack. It's a divine gift. We can't force it. We can't manufacture it. We can't promise or guarantee it. It can only be received from God. And so it's hard for us to even imagine the possibilities of this new kind of peace 
that Jesus wants to give us. Because God has a bigger vision for peace than any one of us. God has a vision for peace on earth. How many of you would find that hard to imagine that the entire earth could one day be at peace? And so we don't always see what God sees. Um, For example, uh, imagine with me that you have a jar of eggnog, okay? And, And let's just Let's just say this is like really good eggnog. It's like organic eggnog. Like if, if you've ever seen the Strauss family creamery eggnog, this is like really good stuff. If, if you haven't seen that, then you can imagine a basic non-organic carton of eggnog. That'll still work, okay? So we're imagining something together, right? And, and you can imagine, uh, when you imagine, what you're doing is you're creating in your mind something that doesn't exist, There might actually be a carton of eggnog at home in your fridge that you're imagining. And and then there's a separate thing in your mind, a representation of it here and now when the physical thing is not here. And so the actual jar of eggnog is made of glass and milk and whatever's in eggnog, I don't don't know what's in it. Uh, But the thing in your head that you're imagining is a pattern of neurons that are firing in your brain. And so even when you use your imagination to remember something that happened, You're creating a simulation of a time and a place that no longer exists. So what you imagine in your head is composed of ideas, beliefs, uh, and memories. And so you can only imagine, get this, you can only imagine the kind of peace that you've had an experience with. And so how we react in certain situations says a lot about the kind of peace that we believe in the kind of peace that we know. And so what if you ask God to help you imagine a new kind of peace? The second thing we learn is that you can trust Jesus for the peace that you need most. You can trust him for the peace you need most. The peace of God is like an armed guard ready to defend you from anything that might attack you, try to hurt you, or try to harm you. It's protection for your heart and for your mind. I wonder if some of you right now could use some protection for your mind or, or some protection for your heart. That's what the peace of God can give you. And this is really important because your heart and your mind shapes your attitudes and your behavior. Um, yesterday, I went shopping. Tensions were high. Okay, it's wild out there. Uh, it, how many of you still have some Christmas shopping to do? Okay, God bless you. That's why you came to the morning service, huh? And so, so tensions were really high. And then I went into Lululemon. I had to pick something up for my wife. And it was the longest line I've ever seen. It wrapped around the entire store. And so then I, I saw one of the employees and she had this little thing that looked like it could scan what I'm trying to buy. And so I just thought, I'm going to take a shot. You know, I'm just going to ask her. I'm like, hey, I'm just getting a gift card. Can you check me out? Turns out she could, which was awesome. And so then we're standing there and behind her, a woman walks in and goes, is this the line? And she's just so upset. And then she says it again. And then she says it again. Like, I don't know if she thought the third time it would disappear or what was going to happen, but it's like she was completely bothered. And so then after she walked away, The girl helping me just rolls her eyes and goes, she's the one shopping the day before Christmas Eve. Like, what does she expect? Listen, I don't know what was at the root of this woman's loud complaining, okay? Maybe it was the day not going according to plan. Maybe it was the possibility of disappointing someone that she needed to get something for at Christmas. I don't know. 
But I do know this, the things that you do and the way that you speak is often a reflection of the peace that you have and the peace that you don't have. Some of you are exploring faith and you're not sure what you believe. And we love that you're here. Every Sunday, people join us that don't necessarily believe the same. We believe a lot of different things as people are coming from different backgrounds and different places. On January 7th, we're going to be kicking off the new year with a service. Uh, we're going to have tacos. It's going to be a great time to get to know some people, but we're also going to be talking about how to pray. We're going to be in this series. Whether Maybe you've been praying your whole life. Uh, maybe you've never tried praying. Maybe you only pray during Niner games. We'll take it, okay? But this is an opportunity for you to learn how to have a conversation with God that could completely change your life because prayer deepens our relationship with God. And so when our relationship with God is deepened, our sense of peace grows stronger and stronger, even as the, the lines grow longer and longer. And so when, when you know God is with you, you can have peace in situations where most people would go, I would be freaking out. That makes no sense. You can have peace when you lost your job because your trust is in God to provide. You can have peace when uh, something you love uh, is, is being threatened or being taken from you because even in that grief, it doesn't consume you because you have a greater hope that can pull you through it. You can even have peace when someone you love is hurting because instead of freaking out, you know that you can pray for them and that God hears those prayers. So how do you get peace? How do you get this anchor for your soul? Lastly, number three, you find peace by following Jesus. You find it by following Jesus. The moment you decide to follow Jesus, this peace becomes accessible to you, but it's not a one-time decision. Or we'd all just have, there'd be people who have peace and people who don't, and, and it would be so simple. Yet it's something that we have to choose to access. Even, even as followers of Jesus, when you decide to, to, to put your faith in God, there's something that must be cultivated if you're going to experience all that God wants for you. In ancient Jewish culture, peace was never just about the absence of trouble or the absence of conflict. Peace was everything that makes for a person's highest good, that makes for their best in life. So only through following Jesus and letting the Prince of Peace rule in your heart can you have a peace capable of anchoring your soul. Um, my wife, Marcy, she has terrible eyesight. And so when her glasses aren't on or her contacts are out, she can kind of make out colors and shapes, but everything's blurry. And that's what I think it's like to live life without Jesus. When I look at life through the lens of Jesus, things become clearer. In Christ, the fullness of God lives in bodily form. When we look at Jesus, we see God. We see how God feels about people. We see how he relates to them. We see how he cares about them. We see how he responds in certain situations and we see how he cultivates peace. If you think about it, God sent his son to be born as a human for us. And that's what today's all about. Celebrating that, recognizing that, knowing that, that God knew that one day this precious baby boy will be a sacrifice for many. God didn't send an angel uh, to save angels or an animal to save animals. He sent his son to save us. And so what does that say about how loved we are? That the creator was willing to do that for us, to go through the entire human experience under a curse 
that wasn't his fault. See, Jesus knew what it was like to be full of joy and full of peace, but also to be full of sorrow and sadness and to be hurt. And he did this because it was the only way to save us. Love is the only explanation for why a God would do that. There's an ancient legend that speaks of God's struggle to guide the destiny of humanity. And this isn't from scripture, it's a parable. But I love the message. I want to share this with you. Let me read this to you. It says, they say that God had grown tired of the way that mortals constantly lose their way, creating disasters as they go. And so he sent out his angelic messengers to build a great library that would house all the wisdom that he deemed valuable for humans, instructing them how to live and act in the world. However, this building contained too many books for any individual to read. It was all but impossible to reach for the majority of people, and the sheer size of it was off-putting to even wanting to step into it. So then God instructed his couriers to compress this essential wisdom into a single encyclopedia book. Once completed, this was widely circulated, but the manuscript was so huge that you could hardly lift it, let alone read it or put it into practice. So yet again, God put his couriers to work, crafting a booklet with all of the essential information. But the people were lazy, and there were many who couldn't read. So the booklet was refined into a single word, and that word was sent out on the lips and life of a messenger. His name was Jesus, and the word was love. Because Jesus was born, we can experience true love. You know, we all came to Christmas Eve services for different reasons. Some of you came because it's the traditional thing to do. Some of you were excited to come. Some of you feel more like a Grinch, like you just had to come. Some of you got forced into a car and made to come. But here you are. Here we are. And regardless of the reason you came, you're not here by accident. Thousands of years ago, before you were born, God knew that you would be at Brave Church on December 24th so that he could say to you, I love you. I left heaven for you. I was born like you, for you. I became human for you. Then I died on a cross and paid the price for your sins. And all you have to do if you want peace is follow me and learn to walk in the way of peace. Would you bow your heads and join me? Let's pray. And if you're here today and you have yet to receive this gift of salvation and relationship with Jesus, I'm not gonna have you stand or come forward, but I am gonna ask you to raise your hand so that I can pray for you. Just go ahead and raise your hand. It's just me and our, our campus pastors looking right now. Amen. Amen. Let's go ahead and agree with this prayer as I pray it. Dear Jesus, today I accept the greatest gift of all a relationship with you, forgiveness from you. I don't have all the answers. I don't have everything figured out. But today I begin a new journey marked by peace, marked by joy. In Jesus' name, amen.